This is the Horse Radio Network. Well, hi, everybody. You made it till Friday. And of course, we are still off this week. Uh, the Hit'em Gang, we are on vacation for the week. We'll be back on Monday live, though. So look for a new episode on lo- uh, live on Monday. And also, auditors, you can look for episodes to show up in the auditor feed once again on Monday. Today, we take a look back to 2016. Seems to be the year I'm looking at this week. August the 5th, as a matter of fact. And it was Olympic time. And uh, on this Kentucky Performance Products episode, we brought to, we brought you 1984 team gold medalist and NBC commentator, Melanie Smith-Taylor. It was a fascinating talk. We had a lot of fun speaking with her. I remember that interview specifically. Also, we learned about Equa Cooldown. Jamie updated us on her latest Flag is Up farm adventures from way back when. And of course, we did some bad ads because it is Friday. I think you're really going to like this uh, interview with uh, gold medalist Melanie Smith-Taylor. So take a listen. It was a lot of fun. What a beautiful day. Horses in the morning. Well, it's Olympic Friday, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Solving California at Flag is Up Farms. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 5th, episode 1488, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. The opening ceremony. 2016 Olympic Games from Rio. August 5th, 7:30-6:30 Central on NBC. Yeah, woohoo! It starts tonight. Opening ceremonies. Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. I can't wait till that happens. And it actually started for the eventers this morning. The jog just finished. Uh, the vet check just finished down there. And it looks, I didn't see anybody that didn't go through. I was watching Horse and Hound's Twitter feed because they didn't carry it on video. I'm watching Inventing Nation's Twitter feed, so I got it. Yeah, and it looks like everybody went through. Everybody, uh, Michael Young passed and Sam, unfortunately, for everybody else. But, <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, yeah, it looks good. So that uh, all horses accepted yeah. in the jog for eventing. Yeah, I think it's incredible um, that if somebody would not have passed the jog, ooh, that country's in trouble because they have done they have gone over these horses with a fine tooth comb before they even get there. That's true. You know? Well, that can happen in shipping that far, though, for some of them, you know, true. coming from Australia, Sh- New Zealand. They only threw them in a little box and put them on plane glide. It wasn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a lot about the Olympics this morning. Let's go to Jennifer right away. Already, woohoo! Coming up on today's Kentucky Performance Products Freestyle Friday edition, we are galloping headlong into Olympic coverage with our very own boots on the ground reporter, Diana DeRosa, who checked in from Rio late last night and recorded an interview. And next, we will have a behind the scenes, behind the scenes look at NBC's Olympic coverage with the 1984 show jumping team gold medalist, amongst others, Melanie Smith Taylor. And Really Bad Ads arrives late to the show 
with plenty of listener-submitted classifieds that are even more hair-raising than they're riding the bus across downtown Rio. So stay tuned for the fray, folks. Thank you, Jennifer. You know, why don't we just do this, uh, Jamie? We'll go right to the recording with Diana, and then we'll talk for a minute before we get Melanie on. Uh, so this is the scoop. We're going to skip Daily Winnie's today. I, I don't know. Uh, I have a Daily Winnie. Oh, you Winnie. do? I'm actually prepared. Oh, wow. Well, then in that case. Thank you. Sorry, just not used to you being I'm, prepared. I'm never prepared. I usually just make it up 30 seconds <laughs> as it's me. happening. Um, so my, my daily winning goes out to the listeners that I've been able to meet this week. And uh, I met Gail and then Tina came by and then Kimberly's taking the class with me. And then John, I met on Saturday and he and his wife were just lovely. And yesterday I got a giant box in the mail here at the farm of pastries from those solving. Able skeevers. I, I don't know what they are. I opened it up and it smelled amazing. So I put it away because I got it kind of right before bed. <laughs> I didn't think I needed about 400 cups of sugar before bed. Um, so we're having, I'm sharing them with the class this morning. Hopefully. Oh, there won't be any left by the time you get there. <laughs> they're, they're so good. I know. I know. Denise from the, because she was like, what is that? What did, she's German. She's like, what does that day smell? I was like, just back off. You have to wait till the morning. <laughs> well, that's so anyway, great. thank you, you got very to, I'm much. glad you got to meet so many listeners. I know. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Cool. Very good. Well, All let's right. uh, let's do this. All right. Diana DeRosa is the president of the American Horse Publications, which is the organization that's in, that's the association of all the magazines and stuff in the horse world. And she's a president. And she is our reporter from Rio and will be coming to us uh, hopefully uh, over the next week here. And she has an update for Rio now. We record they a whole bunch of the reporters got together and rented a house. And apparently it turned out not to be quite as big as they thought. Oh boy! So, 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 uh, snuggling. I talked to her last night because she was going out to the jog this morning, which happening just finished, and uh, she had to do it in the bathroom. So it sounds a little hollow when we were on Skype, and that's why it's because she's probably sitting on the toilet while we're doing this uh, interview. But here, here we go. A quick update to give you kind of a flavor of what's happening in Rio from the bathroom of a rental. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's so our show. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, Diana, I appreciate you taking time. I know you're tired at the end of a busy day. It's Thursday evening. Competitions have not started yet, but you got to be out on the cross country course and do a barn tour and all of, and get an entire tour of Rio. Oh my gosh! Yes, we really had an exciting day. Oh God, the stable tour was great, and the cross country we get a chance to see the fences before it all happens on Monday. So yeah, we you know when you talk about see the uh, the whole country of <laughs> Rio, we we sort of got our shuttle service was a little crazy today. So it took us three and a half hours from the main press center to get to where we were going because of sort of misinformation on two on both of our parts. We got on the wrong shuttle and we went from shuttle to shuttle to shuttle. But we finally got there. Now, how far <laughs> from the main uh, from the main Olympic Center to the equestrian if you don't get uh, lost or on the wrong shuttle? Well, here's the good news. They put in a highway, a new highway, and they do not allow anything but the vehicles from the games to go on it. So it only takes 30 minutes, which is really good. Wow, that's good. Okay, cool. Well, now you, so you were out at the barns. How's everybody doing? Is everybody getting settled in? You know, 
you said that you've been to the barns, but we're not allowed. And there's a lot of restrictions. So all they allowed us to do really was take pictures. We're not supposed to talk to anybody or mm-hmm. any that type of stuff. But yeah, it was pretty good. I got some cool pictures on um, of some of the riders and stuff. Um, and matter of fact, some of those pictures are going to be going up on my website tonight. Um, but yeah, the stable was fun. It's it's always fun to see because we're not allowed in the stables unless we're escorted. So it's always fun to see the behind the scenes a little bit when the riders are relaxed and they're kind of walking around, seeing the horses and stuff like that. So it was fun. I've been enjoying all the pictures from the riders of them with the gymnasts and all uh, the weightlifters. It's just funny seeing the riders with all these different other sports people. Yeah, it's great because they get a chance to do all that. We would love to do that, but our focus is equestrian, equestrian, equestrian. All right. Well, let's talk equestrian. How about the cross-country course you were out there today? Really cool. Pierre Michelet, who is the course designer, walked the course with us. We didn't get to see the whole course, but we started from the beginning and saw maybe 15 jumps and they're really colorful and well-designed. There's some cool turns and some good options. Um, it's it's definitely going to be a difficult course, but um, I, I don't know that you would say just the jumps are the difficulty because the terrain is a bit hilly and it's, it is warmer here. It's their winter in, in Rio and in Brazil now. It's their winter, but it was pretty hot going across that course country. You know, one of the interesting things about the course country, though, too, was that they were talking to us about the footing. And apparently there's a whole bunch of stuff. And I cannot tell you it's more scientific than anything that goes into the footing, the cushioning, the landing and how the horses go and stuff. And they want a ratio between 80 and 90 percent, something of that sort. But apparently the footing is absolutely perfect. Oh, that's terrific. And now, does it is it an open course? Is it a more technical course? How, uh, how would you describe it? I, um, you know, the, it depends because, you know, I saw one of these fences that was corner to corner and I looked at it and I thought, oh, my God, how is a horse ever going to jump that? Because it's so angled that it's so easy to run out. So I think you've got your technical things. And I think it's more technical than open simply because there's, you know, there's not as much ground, I think, as some of the other places. And so they managed to get, I think it was like 31 jumps in over this, this ground and things are closer together. So the beginning jumps are one, two, three, four, sort of, you can kind of walk to them. And then if you look across, you can see some of the jumps coming back. So probably more technical in that sense. And are there a lot of skinnies or is it uh, about even? I didn't notice a real lot of skinnies today. I mean, the, the, there were roll tops and there were wider jumps and um, a lot of color. There was one where, you know, the, the round type that they jumped through it. And there were some brush jumps. There were lots of options, but the options always made them go through the, the longer route. And there were a number of waters, too. And some of the waters, like one of the waters, you go one direction and then further down the course, you come the other direction on the other side. So you've got sort of two, two different directions. And, you know, as a photographer, you say to yourself, well, great, you can shoot both sides, but you can't because you're getting one side, you're getting the back of the rider and the other side, you're getting the front. So it was pretty, pretty cool. Very cool. And so they start uh, first, though, they'll be starting tomorrow is the jog and the vet inspection. And then Saturday, they start into dressage. And from what I've seen, the pictures of the stadium with Boyd Martin and those guys just hamming it up at the stadium, it looks big. Yeah, it's really, I mean, the whole setup is really pretty and really big. Um, the, the stadium is going to be nice. And there's two days of dressage. They do 
Saturday and Sunday after the jog. You know, if everybody goes through, they get Saturday and Sunday. And that's really, you know, all the events I've been going to, especially when you think about Rolex, the dressage scores have been more and more important. So um, we're going to probably see some exciting competition, and that dressage score is really going to be what everybody goes at. Yeah, and then there's a certain German that you know we're all they all are growing after, right? I mean, <laughs> does it does it sound like young? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sort of sounds like that, and uh, and of course he if if there's a betting pool in Vegas, he is uh, he's far in the lead at this point. Oh my god, he's just won everything, and yeah. you know it started last year. I, I've never really heard of him before, and not last year, but at the last Olympic Games, seeing him there, and, and then suddenly he's just the person to be an amazing amazing writer really down-to-earth person really nice sweet person i mean i i actually tend to root for him because he's so nice and we're talking about michael young for anybody living under a rock at this point um so yeah michael young and he's riding the horse that he won the 2012 olympics with yeah, he said he was sort of deciding between two different horses, and then he finally decided to to go and try on that horse. So we shall see what happens. But I have to to say that, of course, I want the Americans to win. I'm just a U.S. person at heart, and we've got a good team. We do and, have a good uh, team, actually, yeah. and, and they're hamming it up. It looks like they're having a great time. <laughs> they are. Yeah, I, I think that you know they really you need to sort of get some relaxation and fun because this whole thing can be pretty intense. Well, I know that you have a lot to do yet tonight. Where can people see all the pictures? And and uh, let's just, uh, Diana is also the president of the American Horse Publications, but you're a photographer at heart, and you also write. But uh, your photography is, I think, what you're best known for. And if anybody hasn't met her yet, she's about five foot, five foot, weighs about 28 pounds, and her cameras are about 150 pounds. So. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, it's true. Look buried in cameras when you're walking around. So I, do, I don't weigh 28 pounds, but I would say that my cameras are heavier than me. Yeah, that's probably true. So, where do people find your great photography? Can they see it? Yeah, they can. They can go to um, first. You know, they can go to www.dianaderosa.com, and they just need to look for the Olympic Rio Olympic folder with the 2016 photos in it, and where to try to get them up as fast as possible. I have this 13-year-old assistant that's helping me, and uh, she's going to try to help me make, make sure I get the pictures up this year. And, um, and then, of course, I'm writing for a few different publications, too. So, Very good. Well, good luck, and we'll, we'll hope to catch up to you again. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely, you know, I want to keep you up to date on what's happening here. All right. Thanks, Diana. Best bathroom interview ever. <laughs> she uh, does have pictures up. Uh, I noticed, and I posted a link to her pictures on our Facebook page at Horses in the Morning. So you oh, can cool. find up there. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, have you seen? Um, but go to Eventing Nation and Boyd Martin. They have Boyd Martin's post. Boyd um, went to the gym yesterday. Yeah, and he's like, I've never felt so out of place in my entire life. Like you go to the gym, and there's like a billion. Asians on those little, you know, Zoom machines where they're like arms, like Nordic track type things. Yeah. And then he, he, and he's filming things like uh, clips of it. And then he goes over to where the like, guys are lifting weights, you know, and, like they're weightlifters. And then he moves. It was so funny how he kind of moved from different random things. And then there's a guy that goes to lift up a weight and falls over backwards. <laughs> Jeez. And he got that on film. And then he goes and lifts his weight with this guy that looks like he is about to 
when whatever gold medal he's about to get, he's like holding a weight, a giant weight on his chest, and he's standing on a step and he's calf pressed, like standing at tippy toes down, tippy toes down, tippy toes down on one foot. It's ridiculous. So uh, you can check out Aventini. I'll, maybe I'll try to post that link because it's hilarious just to see the different little video it's, clips. It's been fun seeing them getting their pictures taken with taken with like the basketball players and yeah. and the gymnasts. You know the little gymnasts this year, uh, and they're getting their picture taken with them. And it's it's so funny. The one I can't remember her name, the star gymnast, and she's like what four foot. Poor, you know, she's it's tiny. amazing. You, there's always the stars like Dominique Dawes, yes. it, whatever. You yeah, know, there's always she, somebody. She had her picture taken with the tallest basketball player. It was like, oh my oh, god, oh that's great. <laughs> well, we have a guest coming up that I'm so excited about. You, you'll be hearing a lot of her over the next couple of days. Melanie Smith Taylor became one of only two riders to ever win the Triple Crown of Show Jumping, the American Invitational, the International Jumping Derby, and the American Gold Cup, and the only person to win all three on the same horse. After winning the Gold Cup final in 1982, she was named the U.S. Olympic Committee Sportswoman of the Year and inducted into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Two years after that, she capped off her show jumping career with team gold medal in the Los Angeles Olympic Games. And you know her from doing her television broadcasting. We're going to hear her over the next couple of days on NBC, and we're going to kind of get a little behind the scenes. We're going to geek out a little bit here. We're going to get a little behind the scenes of how all of that coverage happens. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, good morning. I, it's a beautiful day here in Stanford. Yes, it, Rio. I was going to say, that's the <laughs> first behind the scenes is you are not there. How's the exotic sunny Stanford? I know. <laughs> mm. I, know it, it is. I said to, to, every, to my friends at home, I said, well, at least I know I can count on the water quality being good here. <laughs> no, <Zika. laughs> so, and your chances of getting mugged right. after are less. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's fun. We all we stay in three different hotels, all of the people here, and, and they have shuttles that bring us to the NBC Sports campus they call it it's like coming into the pentagon or something with all the security and everything but it's really exciting to be here because people are working 24 hours at their desk you know researching covering the the news from down in rio and just so much going on it's, it's, it's very electric it's like being at a game so you'll you'll be doing all your announcing from a little windowless booth i assume in in connecticut that is exactly right i will see exactly what everybody out there is watching on TV. We watch a monitor and call it live as if we were there. I mean, we're not, they're not pretending we're there, but I mean, I'm calling it from the same viewpoint as everybody else watching it on TV. So, you know, it's a little bit different in that I don't, I'm not able to watch the riders warm up or talk to the riders. I'm not able to walk the courses. I'm not able to do a lot of the things I would normally do and gather information the way I would normally gather it. So, I have people down in Rio, friends, you know, that, I could, that I'm going to call, you know, before the class, after they've walked the course, so they'll share information with me. So a lot will be done via cell phone and uh, texting, but I think it'll all work out fine. I saw the picture of you sitting there with Randy Moss and Amy Zimmerman's your producer, in the booth, and I was surprised because I was expecting a whole wall of monitors, and you guys got like three computer, little computer screens right there. No, that's right. And it's Randy and Amy are great to work with. You know, they do the Triple Crown Series, the Kentucky Derby and the 
Preakness and the Belmont, all the racing in America. So they're, they are not as experienced in these disciplines, the three-day dressage and show jumping, but they know and love horses and they really know their job, their TV work. So they are just terrific to work with. Yeah, and that's exactly right. We're just in a little tiny sound booth. Randy and I are together, and then we can see Amy in the next room through a little tiny window. That's our only window, not to the outside, but to the producer. <laughs> but as we in between the events, as we walk around, of course, there's banks of monitors everywhere. But so to watch all the different sports are on all the time. But that's right. We only have one viewpoint because since NBC doesn't have their own cameras out at the equestrian venue, we just take what they call the world feed, just a picture that. The, per, the world international group is in charge of sending, you know, out all over the, to all the networks all over the world. So we can't say, okay, we want to close up on this one. We just get what's given to us. So that's how it works. Do you, so how many cameras will they have, especially for cross country day, obviously, but how many cameras will they have for equestrian? I, well, like I said, NBC won't have any down there other than it'll all be from the world feed, but they'll okay. have, Tons. They'll have a camera at every jump. There'll be tons of them. But we don't know, you know, as we're watching to call it, we don't know what they're going to show because NBC doesn't control it. So whatever wow, the world that's hard. Decides, Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like we have, a, we have an order of go. We know the order of the riders, but we don't know when they're going to cut to this jump on the cross country or cut back to that one or whether they're going to show a close up or, you know, or they're going to show a replay. So we just have to be ready at every moment to just call what we see i've done live oak i've done live oak a couple times melanie and that's the way we did it we sat at we sat at the monitors and that's what happened they just changed feeds and we just didn't know what was coming next and it's so easy to mess up who you're talking about because sometimes you don't get a a good glimpse of them and you're watching these three riders on the course at the same time it's got it you really have to think on your feet to do that well you do it and you do mess up and if you do you just you know you just move on. But to me, doing the live coverage is a lot like competing. You really get an adrenaline rush because you don't know what's coming. You have to be ready for the unexpected. And it's, uh, it's, it's fun for me because it does feel like competition. I mean, you kind of have to get it right the first time. There aren't a lot of do-overs. If you make a mistake, you just have to make up for it. But you can't do it over again like you can when TV is taped. And that's the way it is here. We're calling it live, what they call live to tape. So it's live on stream. People can see it all day long if they want to on the NBCOlympics.com. And then the TV segments are maybe 45 minutes, hour, two hours, depending on the time slot. And those are not, are not, they're all live. I mean, they're, they're live as well. So there's nothing really taped and packaged here at all. Do you? So if you make a mistake, you just do. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Um, uh, well, I was just going to ask: Are there going to be any cameras on you guys at all, or can you do this in your pajamas, Melanie? <laughs> we could. Yes, we. If we don't mind being seen walking into the building in our pajamas, we can wear them. <laughs> that's a score right there <laughs> Melanie how much how much preparation I mean you know how much preparation do you do do you have a fantastic memory do you have cheat cards on on all the riders you know how do you do that part of it you know, being broadcasters we're always thinking about those things so how do you do that part of it well it is a lot of work you try to rely on your memory as much as possible but you can't, <laughs> you can't totally, you've got, we've got 200 riders, horses and riders here. And NBC research department, they do some research, but they don't do 
the same kind of research that the rest, the ones of us that are in the field, we know, you know, we know the inside, we can get different information about, you know, the horse's barn names and the fun personalities of the horses. So reading lots of articles, talking to the riders beforehand, attending a lot of the shows over the years and, and, uh, and relying on your memory. And yes, we do have lots of notes and that's the hard part is, I mean, I have a huge notebook, reams of notes and articles and just going through them, you know, having, making notes of what are the kind of the bullet points, making sure we not just talk about the horses and riders because we're not just talking to the equestrian public out there. We're talking, we're hoping people, NBC always says it's the people flipping through the channels. We want them to get engaged. We want them to stop and watch. And so we have to talk to people as if they don't know anything about it, as well as not dumbing it down for the people that do. So we, oh, you know, hard. tell interesting things of, yeah, it is. But, you know, we talk about things to like, you know, it's the only sport where horses, men and women compete together and the stallions and mares, you know, are on equal ground, you know, and different things about the sport and things about the horse's nature and things that might interest people as well. We try to intersperse. We can give you lessons on dumbing it down, Melanie. We got that down <laughs> to a science. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, All right, I, so I'll speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just talk. Think you're talking to Glenn, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm interested <laughs> to know if the technology and all of this. Uh, you know, you've been doing this a while, and how how has the technology changed? Is it easier? Is it harder? Is it more information or less information for you when you're sitting there in the booth? Well, I mean, it's interesting that you asked, but I'll say one thing. We used to, it was a lot more fun when we were able to go to the venues, but they, as I said, 60% of the sports are done out of here now. And it makes it much more difficult for me to be able to talk to a rider, to watch them warm up, to see it, to walk, to get out there and walk the course, to touch the horses. That's the information I need. For me, there's a lot more, you know, at your fingertips stories immediately if a horse has a stone bruise uh, this morning, we've already got that information here, you know, all over the world through all the social media, but, but it, it, uh, so there's a lot of information out there, but not the kind of stuff that I really feel um, is important to be able to share, you know, the inside scoop that's, mm -hmm. that's hard to get from afar. And, uh, and I think that's what the live streaming, the technology has made us more distant from it in these sports anyway, but at the same time, there's a, so much more information that's available. Now, but, you know, you can go on Google now, and you can Google any writer in the world just about, and they're there. Whereas, you know, it, that you couldn't get that. That information was really hard to retrieve before. Yeah, yeah I think your your but, avid equestrian viewer probably is better informed than they were 20 years ago because of the internet and, and websites and everything they have access to. I got to ask you, you know, it's 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 nonstop when you're on cross country day. Even show jumping is boom, 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 boom. But then you have dressage, and you have to fill two days worth of seven, eight, ten minute tests. That's the, that's gotta be your toughest day. That is. And that's what the producers and all are worried about too, is, you know, filling that. But, um, I have to say the advent of the freestyle dressage, that's really fun for people with, you know, to move to music, but the other, um, yeah, just for the regular viewer, that is slower. And that's when we will, they've encouraged us to add some different stories and, you know, talk about different things about the horse and, 
and you know de- describing lots more. So it, it is more difficult to fill, but um, you know that's our job. That's what we have to try to do to the best I'm of gonna, our ability. I'm going to turn on. Challenge. I'm going to turn on the dressage and, and Melanie and Randy are going to be like singing a show tune. That's what we're going to hear, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good idea. We can make our own music to the dressage. There you, go. Doesn't have the- you heard it first. Here on Horses and Dogs. I love it. I love it. We got to fill time. Really Ready, funny. Randy? One, two, three, four. <laughs> I got to tell you, you oh, have... God. You have made the equestrian competitions worth watching, though. You really have. Uh, You just know so much. You do know the people. And, you know, you can't fake that. You can't fake having done it and then then announcing it. That's something that you can't fake. And you do it so well. And it's so enjoyable to listen to. And I do think you do that good balance. I think you do the good balance for the person that doesn't know as much up to the person who's competing at the Grand Prix level. And so good on you for that. It really is entertaining to watch. Well, that is very sweet of you to say. And, you know, I think that's what is important in all the sports, that you have someone who's been there and done that, uh, that can explain, you know, that side of it. But anyway, that's very kind of you. I, I try hard. I love it. And uh, it just really means a lot for you to say that. And is that jumping you still your it. favorite to call? Uh, I would have to say that's the one that's dear to my heart that I'm so comfortable. But, you know, I used to event when I was young, so I'm I'm very comfortable with eventing. I mean, I know the sport, and I just decided when I got to a certain level of eventing, like the preliminary level, that I would rather the jumps fall down than me. (laughs) (laughs) I switched switched to the show jumping where the jumps fall a little easier, but I have such great respect for the event riders. And I have such great respect for the dressage riders. I mean, that's the, you know, the foundation of all riding is just the basic enhancement of the horse's three gates. And that's what they do to such a high level. So I so appreciate all three disciplines. But yes, show jumping, of course, is the dearest to my heart. Well, she does have a, you know, World Cup under her belt. So Melanie Smith-Taylor, the Olympic commentator, you guys are going to hear for the next couple of weeks. And uh, any anything we can we can know ahead of time for the eventing portion, which starts, which they just had the jog up today. Any That's little right. It starts in the morning. Yep. Well, like I said, being uh, not being down there in real, I guess I don't have a lot of nuggets, but I do have a friend who's, <laughs> one of the grooms and friends, you know, that are going to try to keep me informed. So as it goes along, I hope I'll get some little nuggets, but, uh, I everybody's, don't, I know is it, you know, everybody's out yeah, for Michael Young. And, Does he have a food taster? That's my question because, you know, he's the one they're all targeting. He, and, and he is, it's definitely his to lose. He is just, he is so magnificent. I mean, he's just so, He's such a technician. You know, he's also a show is a show jumper. He's such mm-hmm. a technician at, in all three phases of the eventing that he's. It's definitely his to lose. And, but you know, Olympic games are funny. Anything can happen. Yeah. William Fox Pitt has won more four stars than anybody in the world. And it, but he had a bad fall and had a, you know, he was in a coma for a week or two and uh, last fall. So it's you know, they're not not sure if he's going to be up to speed, but knowing Fox Pitt, he'll be ready. Yeah, he'll be ready. Uh, Mark Todd, <laughs> who's uh, winning is, you know, he has six medals and venting over a lifetime. At 60, Mark is, uh, I think he's the oldest inventor. I mean, it's just incredible, but 
the stars that are there. So, and an up and comer could end up winning. I, you know, just so much can happen. We did get word that uh, Philip Dutton did say that he had, they, they all walked the course, their first course walk yesterday, and that he thought it was the toughest cross country since uh, Sydney in 2000. So um, people were saying they didn't think that they thought the three day was going to be one on the dressage, that the cross country wasn't going to be as hard, but that doesn't seem to be the case. It's going to be a world-class competition. I was looking Everyone at the feels now. So I was looking at the pictures of the jumps on Horse and Hound today, and it just looks like there's a lot of those jumps they could duck out of. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of horses just ducking out on on some of those skinnies and the way they're designed. So I think you know I can see why he says that. Yeah, I know it. I saw those pictures too, and you know you can't really tell from the photos because you, you don't know the lay of the ground or the grade of the ground coming in and out of the jumps. But it, it looks like a beautiful course, and you're right. That's where the sport has really gone to the narrow fences and the accuracy and precision on the cross country where it used to just be gallop and jump. You know, there's so much precision involved. So it'll be, it's going to be fun to watch. That's for sure. And, and we, NBC will be live the entire cross country uh, day. So that's going to be fun. We'll be, oh. You never know what's going to happen. Hopefully we'll be ready. <laughs> well, Melanie, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to join us and talk to us about it. We hope, hopefully we'll get a recap from you after the Olympic Games. And we appreciate your time. And thank you so much for coming on. Melanie Smith-Taylor, yeah. have a great time. Uh, this whole, it just, thank you. the whole experience can be amazing. It is great. Thank you so much. All I've right. enjoyed it. And call me anytime. All right. Thanks, All Melanie. Right. Better watch yeah, out right. when you say that. Yeah, yeah, don't say that to us, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk we'll to see you later. You have my number. <laughs> Bye. You have you have my number. Uh, so, yeah. okay, bye bye. Oh man, just, she's as nice as she is on the on TV. Oh my God, just hearing her voice just makes me. I was just excited. I got goosebumps thinking about Monday. You know, I, not so much about Saturday, it's Sunday, but I got goodfunks thinking about Monday, cross country day coming up. I'm excited. <sighs> the Olympic Games. Hey, I do have a little Olympic, um, no, some numbers for you okay. on, on the horse world uh, for the eventing, just for the eventing right now. So the ages of the horse, the youngest horse is eight years old. The oldest horse is 18. Oh, wow. That's Pluto Mio, ridden by Stuart Tinney of Australia. So 18 years old. The most horses are the 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 most of the horses are 12. So that's kind of the most popular age right now for the Olympic games. Um, genders. You want to guess on how many mares there are to three, I guess, females to males. Uh, oh, uh, one to 10 percentages. Oh, so you think 10% are yeah. mares, yeah. 21% are mares, oh, wow. 79% are males. Now th I say males because three of the 52 male horses are stallions. Oh, wow. Three stallions. That's chilly morning. William Fox Pitt yeah. from Karim Florent of France. Karim Florent Lacau. You're and better then, at Spanish I'm names. so amazing. <laughs> uh, and then the other stallion is Hito CP, written by Albert Hermoso Farras of España, Spain. Um, breeds. What do you think the most popular breed of horse That's is? It's got to be some kind event? of Dutch warm blood thing. The most popular breed for the eventing is the Irish sport horse. Oh, wow. 
and sport horse crosses. They are the most represented. There uh, are Anglo-Arabians, Anglo-Europeans, Belgian warmbloods, Hanoverians, Holsteiners, Irish, Dutch, sport horses, Oldenburg, Cell Francais, sport horse crosses, Swedish warmbloods, thoroughbreds, thoroughbred crosses, trachiners, and Westphalians. Now, the most are the Irish sport horse, but it is followed very closely um, by thoroughbreds. So you got seven... Almost 8% Hanoverians and Holsteiners and sport horses are 14. And then you've got uh, 5% thoroughbred. So I felt that that was pretty good. Yeah. So, That'll yes. change to 100% uh, uh, warm bloods from the middle of Europe in dressage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> There's no thoroughbreds in the dressage. Yeah. I don't know that, but I'm... No Arabian this. crosses either. <laughs> no. Um, now, what is what do you think the most popular color? Uh, bay. 63% of the event horses are bay. What do you think's next? Uh, gray? It is tied. Gray and chestnut are only 15%. Yeah, nobody likes chestnut horses. That's why I guess gray. So Every, I love chestnut <laughs> horses. Watch your mouth. Your wife has a chestnut horse. I know, but we hear more complaints about chestnut horses. My sister-in-law is looking for a new horse. She said, I don't want a chestnut. I don't want a mare. So there you go. <laughs> Assistant sexist. That's what she is. Uh, 6% of the event horses are registered as black, and 1%, one horse, is writ- registered as brown. That's Lizzie McWare, written, uh, that's the horse. And then Mars- Marcio Carvalho from Brazil is the only one that's registered as seal brown. So there's a little bit there of the go. numbers of the horses. So well, thank boom. You. Dropping the knowledge for you. All right. Well, we'll look forward as we get into dressage and jumping. Those those all will change. We'll see how they change as we get into the other disciplines. Well, let's uh, hear from our title sponsor, and then we're coming back. You know, Karen just rode to Tevis, our host of the Endurance Show, and she said, there's this product at every one of the vet checks, and you got to get them on to talk about it. So that's what we're going to be talking about when we get back, and then we're going to hear about Jamie's adventures up at Monty's Place and really bad ads. is still coming up, too. That's the wrong one. (laughs) Happy birthday, somebody. Her life was falling apart around her. But when she saw his sweet face and heard the low knicker, the pain eased. She stood in the stall for some time, running a brush over his sleek coat, down his powerful muscles and over his tight, cool tendons. He cocked his back leg, waiting patiently. She scratched his favorite spot and was rewarded with a crinkled smile and outstretched neck. The stress flowed from her body, and she knew with him in her life, she would make it through. This love story is brought to you by Endure Extra, providing high-fat calories, direct-fed microbials, and natural vitamin E to support optimal condition and performance. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, Karen, as I said, Karen Chatton, host of the Endurance Show, just finished finished her fifth Tevis Cup, and she was she 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 
they have vet checks about every hour, hour and a half on the course. And she she went into the vet checks this year and she said, man, they kept bringing these things out that were really cool to help cool down my horse and me. They're called Equa Cool Downs. And you got to get the people on that have these because she was very impressed. So we have Jennifer Campbell here. She's president of Equa Cool Down. You made an impression on a very experienced endurance rider, I have to say, Jennifer. Oh, I know. We're we're absolutely thrilled to have Karen on board, and and she found us, which is the exciting part of it. Well, yeah, so, she she kept um, going into the vet checks and saying, "I don't know what these are. I've never used them before," and she just she she just was so impressed. So so that's why you're on today. Is one of her own was going okay? Find out about this product. So what is Equa Cooldown? Well, it's basically it's it's a it's a cooling wrap that um, needs no electricity. Um, you can use water from any source, any temperature. You put hot water on them, and they will get cold. Um, and, uh, you know, any it just a combination of water and air, and it keeps it, as long as you keep water and air on them, they stay cold. So you don't have to put them in the freezer, no ice packs, none of that stuff? Nope, none of that stuff. No messy gels, no, no beads or anything, nothing scary to reapply on them. Um, it, it's, it's a very natural product. So it's, it's actually a PVA material that we start with. It's like a really high quality car chamois, if you can think of it that way. What's, very absorbent. What's, then P, what's PDA? In, what's PDA? Oh, it's polyvinyl acetate is what okay. it is. It's, it's just basically, it's, it's a type of, uh, um, it, it's a type of material that really absorbs, like I said, just like it, that's what car chamois are, are made out of primarily is PVA material. So the good ones, not the, not the junk ones you get the dollar store. Yeah. Um, but then we take that same material and then we add in a plant extract and this plant extract, we can't tell you the name or I'd have to kill you. Okay. But it takes any temperature water and makes it 16 to 22 degrees colder. So that's how our wraps ah. actually get cold and stay cold. So is it the react? So if I use it, okay, now I've put it. I've done whatever I'm going to do with it, and it's started to warm up a little by putting the water on. Mm-hmm. Reactivates it. Well, it's 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 a combination of water and air, and that's the important thing to keep in mind. And the beauty of it is that you don't need a whole lot of water. Um, people in California are loving our wraps because of the water restrictions out there. Instead of hosing, scraping, hosing, scraping, you could just use a little bit of water. And these wraps will stay cold and do this, do even a better job than the hosing scraping with less mess, less time. Um, it's just a lot more effective. It's a lot less evasive for the horses, which is nice too. If you, have, we, we do a lot of horse shows where we set up emergency cooling stations and I'll have horses brought over to me in complete heat distress. I mean, they're, they're just, their sides are heaving, their nostrils are flaring. We put a body wrap on them. And within minutes, literally, they're falling asleep. And I think it's a combination of that. We're, it's just a gentle, non-invasive cooling. But it's, there's also kind of a swaddling effect, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very comforting to them to have that on. So it, it's, it's just so neat to watch. It really is. Now, Jamie lives in, in Arizona where it's 120 degrees every day right now. She wants to know, is there a tent she can make to put over her arena to cool it down by about 40 oh, degrees? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't we all like that? 
This does the same thing, Jamie. You just got to put them on after. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's just you that's just right. gave her a, an idea. You know, now she yeah. needs to start a GoFundMe and start coming up with ways to make that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, I'll I'll get to work on that, Jamie. I'll let you know. Now, the, make your arena footing out of the the uh, PVD or whatever you TBD. Well, I can't even remember what's it called. PVA. PVA. PVA, PVA arena uh-huh. footing. Oh my god. Genius. See, just you hose it down and it cools. Genius. Yeah, it cools from the top up. Mm-hmm. Now they come. You're in, your products come in a, uh, a couple different things. You got the body wrap. You have kind of a blanket, uh, and then hock wraps, uh, leg wraps, neck wrap, and uh, then you sell these also in combos. Uh, so what? Mm-hmm. What's your most popular product? If somebody wanted to try it first to see how they liked it or see what it did, what what would you recommend they do? Oh, by far, it's the leg wraps. Those have been our best-selling product, and it's a great great way to try out. Like, if you really want to try out something, the best way to judge a product for your horses is to use it on yourself, right? Right. So you could try out one of the people towels, and it's the same stuff, and uh, that way you get, get an idea how to use the material. One of the biggest mistakes people make with this material is they put too much water on it. So um, we spend a lot of time doing demos, and we have videos, and we have instructions on the packaging, just talking about don't oversaturate, because then you're negating some of the cooling properties. It, it makes it really heavy, because it absorbs a massive amount of water. So like with the people towel, what we recommend is wet, ring, wave. You wet it underwater, you bring it out, wave it, and put it on. Same thing with the horse product. So when we take one of the, the body wraps, for example, and we put it on a hot horse, you'll feel the wrap warming up, and that's exactly what you want. It's going to be pulling the heat out of the horse into the wrap. Then what you do is you put the second component in, air. So that could be something as simple as if if he's in the stall, just put a little fan, get some air up underneath that wrap. Or just flap the sides. If you're not near any electricity to put a fan on, just flap the sides. Or walk the horse. Just get some air going, and that, that forced air kind of kickstarts the cooling and allows it to pull more heat out of the horse. Now, are, are these multi-use products, or is it a use and you open a new one? Oh, no, this is the great part of it. They're all machine washable. Oh, you that's can even wonderful. Use Epsom, yeah, you can even use Epsom salts, which is what pe- people love with the leg wraps, especially. Um, you don't have to stand there with a bucket of water and hope that your horse doesn't kick it over. You can take, take a bucket of water, put a little Epsom salt in it, dunk the leg wrap, and then remember, wet ring wave. So you ring it out, wave it, put it on the horse, getting all the magnesium therapy through the wrap. And then once you're done, just throw in a wash. Nothing special about it. You just use regular detergent. Um, if they dry out, they get really hard like a car chamois does. Still okay. Just soak it, and it goes back to what it was. Wait, we, you- we just did a really, really neat project with um, Colorado State University. They um, had a research project where they were tranquilizing deer out in Virgin Islands. So they contacted us, and they were like, you know, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Obviously, we don't have a hose or anything like that, but apparently the deer get very stressed when they're tranquilized, and they, they heat up. And that, that was their concern, how to regulate their temperatures while they're tranquilized. So we sent them a couple of the, the equine neck wraps, which we figured were perfect size for a deer laying down. And um, they wrote us back. They sent us pictures. They said, you know what? By far, your product was the favorite of the whole trip. And 
the thing I didn't even think of that they came up with, they said, you know, when we were done with this, we just let the neck wraps, we fold them up, let them dry out. And that way they were a whole lot easier to, to transport because they weren't heavy at all. Um, and it was easier on the airline luggage fees too, because it didn't weigh a whole lot in their packs. Huh. Very so it was cool. just a really neat project and shows the versatility of the product too. Equacooldown.com is where you can find them and at, at a lot of retailers around the, the country as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Very cool. And I think, you know, we're doing the endurance episode on Tuesday. I suspect it we'll be hearing about these again. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about them. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks a bunch. Well, you got uh, it. We're going to take a break for a quick song here, and then we're coming back. Jamie, we've got to hear a little bit about your trip, and then we got really bad ads, and then we're off for the weekend, a weekend of, uh, of, of, uh, well, a weekend of watching Olympics is what I know. It's the Olympic watching weekend for sure. Do you want to do a song or skip the song? Up to you. Um, I, I don't care, Glenn. I don't have to pee, so that's why I said we don't need a song. <laughs> well, then you talk to Jennifer. Start uh, telling Jennifer all about your trip, and I'll be right back. Oh, Glenn needs a body break. Okay, go ahead. Well, wait yes. a minute here. Oh, you want to do a song? Okay, we'll do a song, and we'll be right back. Hey, I picked Guardian Angel because I figured, look, we're going to the I cross country and all the horses and everything. They all need their guardian angel this weekend, so let's We hope, all do. Yep. Let's hope for, for a safe time for everybody. The way she carried herself And that 50 pounds of leather Put it up on that pony Light as a feather Like she'd done it all her life And she asked if I was ready Handing me the reins And we started out walking until that morning She hadn't been much on talking Guess it finally come the time And she said I've learned more From the back of a horse Than most folks ever get to know You never really know What you're made of Till you ride out on your own
Templeton Thompson, Guardian Angel. That's such a beautiful song. And now it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. So that's <laughs> not a bad one to have, I guess. No, that's a good one to have. Hey, I just wanted to mention real quick that uh, Stable Scoop uh, is out this week. It's our birthday episode that Rachel Rosenthal kind of turned the tables on us, our listener, and asked us questions. And it was also our 4,900th episode on the Horse of, Radio of Network. Stable Scoop? That's a lot no, of Stable Scoop. No, no, of uh, the Horse Radio Network just happened to be the same same one. So, thank you, Jamie, for helping make uh, a did lot of those episodes. Did you get a little message from us for the Stable Scoop? Yes, we did, and it was played at the very beginning of Stable Scoop. It was so cool to have Monty on at the very beginning, so thank you for I doing that. I almost stopped him, and I was like, you are lying right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually has listened to the programs. He knew all about really bad ads. It was crazy. Yeah, no, he, he, he was like, yeah, I listen. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I, but he does. No, Debbie told me he ha- he does listen. Apparently he likes really, who doesn't like really bad ads? Apparently even top trainers like really bad ads. Well, he also knows and has listened to me read his questions on the horsemanship radio. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, that's the right. ask Monty section that I read. Well, um, speaking of which, real quick, um, can you just, t- you need more questions for this weekend? You're recording a show with him. Yeah, we definitely would love to have some more. I'm just going to do a Q&A and record it on Saturday, tomorrow morning. So your last chance to get your questions in for Ask Monty, you can ask him anything. Of it. You know, I've got questions about why dually halters are important and what to do when my horse is going on the first trail ride or my horse loads but doesn't stand in the trailer very well, things like that. So uh, if you have any training question, this is the guy to ask, because let me tell you what I have seen, Glenn. Let me tell you. I'm, I'll post that on Facebook and just let people submit on Facebook because I've already printed out all my emails. Um, so I, I came here with with Zeus and Thor and this special pony, the Hufflinger, which Monty calls called the Bulldozer. And he's the kind of pony who belongs to a 10-year-old and just you go to lead him and he just runs over her and runs over me and doesn't stand still. And you can't bathe him. You can't put him in the cross ties because he just paws and moves around and he just don't, doesn't stop. And he's just a bulldozer. That's the best word for him. Um, 
So the first day we did a little, I talked to you guys about that. We did a little join up with him and, and that was it. Then he, uh, on Wednesday, Monty made me get on him. And in front <laughs> made of you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's not my pony. And I've really only ridden him one time when he was being super naughty. Um, but he made me get on him in the round pin and he's in the middle of the round pin. We've been doing a lot of the mounting block lesson with him. And now uh, I'll get to that. So, I have to get on him and we're, I'm riding him around in the round pin. My girth, it's my saddle. And of course the girth is too loose. I'm half falling off. So they got another saddle and put it on him. And I'm, I'm not kidding you, you guys. This is a pony that I have known for almost two years. And he's been a little S the entire time. And after two days, I say, whoa, and he slams on the brakes with no rain pressure. None. I walked him as of yesterday afterwards to go get hosed off after his ride. And he stood in the cross ties. Made one mistake, but he stood in the cross ties. And I bathed him. Ground tied. Ground tied. This horse. And, and it's not... The, the, and, and what's amazing is that you can do all this without causing any pain to your horse. It's just, he just thinks horse. It's incredible. So to have this, this special pony after two days, you know, uh, the first day that Monty saw him, he goes, well, this is just, this is, you, he's not here long enough. He's not here long enough for us <laughs> to fix him. Two days, two days. So today we're going to do even more. Um, the trailer loading thing was an issue. I'm sure that everything is resolved at this point because he leads and he stops and he listens. And his attitude is one million percent happier. I led him out to the pasture last night and I put the halter on. He stood totally still and just kind of like almost stuck his nose in the halter. He's just happier. It's like kids. When they have boundaries, they're better. And he has boundaries now and he's not, he doesn't have to completely run against the walls and test every boundary and get in trouble and uh, get hit on or whatever. You know, not that you could hurt this pony because he's a little tank, but he's just, it, it's shocking. Another horse that came out was a horse that, do you need me? Are you just, oh, you're just tagging me in photos. Okay. Debbie's here with me. Um, Just this other horse was a horse, a thoroughbred. Uh, it came from a rescue. I believe it's a thoroughbred. And it's just a horse that the, this owner kind of saved and had him out in the pasture. And I guess the kids were using him to groom. And the kids tied him to a gate and went to lunch. And the horse... <laughs> that always goes well. <laughs> yeah, that, that went really well for this horse that probably didn't tie anyway. Pulls back, rips the gate off the hinges. By the time they went out there after lunch, the horse is standing in the gate. Like it's all around his legs. He's t jacked up, tied up, head down. I mean, he's a mess. So you you couldn't trim his feet anymore. So he loves I mean, gates now. <laughs> he won't tie. <laughs> he is a PTSD horse. He won't tie. He will not let you use his feet with the farrier. Will not let you pick him up. He won't load. He just won't do anything now. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I could to show you guys pictures, I'll email them to Jennifer. The horse is standing ground tied and the farrier is trimming it. It's, it, and, and it's, you can't do that with pain. You just can't get a horse 
to do that unless they want to. And just the incremental teen, you know, the first thing was get that horse out there, get a join up and make him kind of aware of you. And then, you know, they have an artificial arm and he just ran the hand, you know, he gets him used to it up by the withers and just ran the hand on the leg. Oh my God. Rearing and striking and kicking and any, just any exuberant way that this horse could say, no, he said it. And then you have the dually halter and, and you correct him and you make a correction with that halter and you say, no, that's not the right answer. They do it again. And any time that he just stands nicely, nothing happens. Anytime he's, he makes a mistake, he's corrected. And it's black and white. It is yes and no. There is no gray. And that's what I'm learning is because I'm all full of gray. I'm like, wait, do I do something? Do I do something else? You are, do do? You are the queen at, the, at uh, second questioning yourself. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yeah. And, and that's what I've learned this, this trip is that. You know, I, I've been kind of doing, because I came here last summer, I feel like I've been doing things right. I just haven't believed in myself and or been consistent enough. And that's what you have to be is consistent. And yes or no, there's no gray. It's all black and white. You know, we saw, saw a, an Arabian, and this is going to have to be a university lesson because this is a, an Arabian that came from Dubai. And it was a halter Arabian. You know, so it's snorts and dances around. Yeah. and Which is um, what they're trained to do. Right. Yeah. And they, you know, uh, over there and probably over here too, you know, they want them to be snorty and big like that. And they use electricity oh. to get them to snort like that. And so the first well, day. Well, make me snort too. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? So this horse is totally traumatized. And so Monty has the plastic bag on the stick. It almost got Monty. It just leapt up and jumped on the stick this plastic bag and basically tried to kill it <clears throat> as of yesterday it's standing in the round pin and they put a tarp over its old entire body. Huh. Uh, it just stuff that just, you can't believe the other Arabian came from the same place and then he did what's called the lake and stream demo. And you put a big tarp in the middle of the round pin. And then this little one that's off to the side and it's called the lake and stream. And you can find this lesson on the university by the end of the lesson. This, I mean, this horse barely will walk in. Uh, it was, they had to unfold the tarp while it was already in there because it would not come in. And by the end of it, just standing, licking and chewing in the middle of the tarp. Just incredible, but all very incremental, all very slow. Um, the uh, join-ups are just incredible. And I've been, I thought I've been doing join-up until you realize there's actually like a real correct way to do it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to send my horse out and have I him yell the middle and he walked over to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's it doesn't work like that. Like you have, there's such a good communication. Again, go to the university, come to one of the clinics here. It, it just has made me a better horse person, made me think about what I'm telling my horse all the time. You know, uh, one of the People here were like, but I want to look my horse in the eyes. I love him. And Monty goes, you can look him in the eye when you're driving him away. Because that's what <laughs> how horses communicate with each other is when they look each other in the eye, they drive him away. So uh, I told her, I said, just take a picture and just stare at the picture. <laughs> like that's when you can look your horse in the eye. But when you do look him in the eye, when you want them to go away and you look down, you know, I. Uh, one of the things that I always tell the, my students, you know, they're standing in the cross ties with their horses and they go to pull the horse out of the cross ties. 
And immediately, what did girls do? I mean, adults too. They look at the horse and pull, standing directly in front of the horse and pulling. And I've always said to them, uh, yeah, a horse won't walk forward if you're pulling it, looking it in the eye. I don't know why, but they just won't. So if you turn around and look straight ahead and just walk, they'll just go with you. Well, now I know why. I feel so much smarter, but I feel like I've been so dumb forever. Like, of course not. That's how they talk to each other. And they're like, you know, they're the ones trying to be in charge, one driving each other away by standing there. And I've always said, I don't know why, but you just don't look at them. The horse will not look at, walk forward when you're staring at it. Now I know why. So I've just gotten smarter. If you guys have any questions, please submit it on the the Facebook post that we're going to do. It's Horses in the Morning. Or um, you can email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com. You got the rest of the day to get any questions in. And and I'm going to sit down. It's going to be a chore. It's going to be painful. But I'm going to sit down with Monty Roberts and ask him your questions. I do it for you. Because I'm a giver. (laughs) Now, is this the last day of this week's classes then? Yes, this is the last day of this week's classes. This weekend, there is a rodeo, um, and I thought, rodeo? Oh, no, we go cheer for the horses. <laughs> and bulls. Dump them, so dump them. They know the guys that own the bucking horses, and these bucking horses live all their life in this giant, beautiful pasture on the side of a hill and work like five minutes a, a year uh, for this. So I got to uh, think being a bucking horse is not a bad gig. I mean, if you're a horse, what better gig is there than dumping the rider and working for one day a month? I talked to Denise and she's like, yeah, it seems like it's a little stressful when they're going through the shoots. They come out of the shoot, they buck them off, they go back to the pasture. Yeah, you know, I think it's a good gig. It's what they want to do to us anyway. So it's natural, right? I know. I don't. I'm not a fan of the the roping because, you know, they throw the rope over the poor little calf and so... Um, if I have to sit in the crowd for that, I, it's a good time to go get your tofu dog. Well, I'm not afraid to get a crowd going. And the last time I went to a rodeo was in Jackson hole, not this summer, but a couple summers ago. And, um, we, I got the entire side cheering for the cow. So like, (laughs) you know, most people clap when they finally wrestle that sucker to the ground and tie him. No, if he gets away, we're all like, yeah, (laughs) I kind of cheer for the cow just a little bit too. Aren't you going beach riding? Uh, that's Sunday. Sunday? So I've, yeah. I've got a big weekend. My my friends from Northern California are driving down. My little Mustang sisters. They own horses from where Zeus and Thor came. And they were at the auction that I bought Zeus at. And so we've remained friends via Facebook. Thank God for Facebook. And um, they're coming down to visit. So they're Great. big fans of Monty as well. So it's going to be really just a kid. It's just another kid-free weekend. I was just going to say, and how has it been doing the show without worrying about your child? It's so freeing. (laughs) You know what's really terrible? And this is going to sound awful, but you know, you guys know me. I'll keep it real. I kind of forget about him. (laughs) He must be doing fine at grandma's then. Like I got a message yesterday uh, just about uh, he was in the pool and they sent a picture. I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. I'm I have a, a child. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I get in this horse world. Like as soon as we're done with the show, I'll go ride a horse. And then we go to class for eight hours. And then I'll go ride another horse. And then I'm knocked out and I go to sleep. And I'm like, wait, I have to call the people that have my child and at least check on him. I'm the worst <laughs> parent ever. But I'm I'm soaking up the, the California lifestyle. There you go. And they don't take care of their kids either. They just send them to boarding school. So... You know, there, there I'm you like, uh, yeah, it's like nobody. I'm, 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 I'm normal out here. That's right. 
right. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to do some really bad ads? Let's do it. Pay it. I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Dr. Wendy just posted that uh, that comment about your your child made her love you even more. So, <laughs> what now? What'd you say? She just posted that that comment about your child and being a horrible mom made her love you even more because remember, oh, she's childless. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. So that's. Uh... <laughs> and by the way, congratulations to her. We're going tomorrow to her graduation for her master's degree. Now she already has a doctorate, but she decided to add a master's on top of that. So. Uh, that probably makes, well, definitely makes her the most educated host we have on the Horse Radio Network. That's for sure. But she, we're going to be going to that tomorrow. So congratulations, congratulations, Wendy. That's super. Well, we have a new prize for this month. The Total Saddle Fit. And this is their Stretch Tech Shoulder Relief Girth. Now, this thing's amazing. Uh, we've been advertising the, we've been advertising the Shoulder Relief Girth for a long time. Reese and Philip over on the Dressage Radio Show love the Total Relief Girth or the Shoulder Relief Girth, but now he's redesigned it. And I'm just going to play you because Reese and Philip are a lot smarter and have ridden to much higher levels than any of us ever have. And they talked a little bit about this girth because they've been testing it out. And let's just hear what they had to say. We're going to talk about the new girth that uh, Justin has. And Phil and I have both tried this girth and it's fantastic. So Phil, take it away. I've had it. It's called uh, for quite a bit. It's called the Stretch Tech Shoulder Relief Girth. It has all the same awesome qualities and features of the Shoulder Relief Girth, only that this one has a triangular elastic center that, um, that allows the horse's chest to expand and uh, it makes a softer contact with the horse's sternum. So it's it's taken all the qualities of that nice shoulder relief girth and enhanced them even further and uh, made an awesome girth to allow your horse to breathe a little better. Um, it fits awesome. It you know, allows the, sh- the shoulder freedom that we've talked about, puts your saddle in the exact right place where you want it to stay. I like to test things out to see if they you know mm-hmm. stand up to the rigorous training schedule, work schedule of, of the horses that we have. And I've used it almost every day. And it's it's been a, a really great girth. I think it's even better than the shoulder relief girth um, because it's got it's got more liners. You can you have options. You know what you want mm-hmm. to be on the, against the horse. So I have the the leather one, and what I've really been liking is the the neoprene liner, which yes. is easy. You can take it off, hose it down, or put it in the wash or whatever, and it's been extremely durable and it fit forms to the horse. And this is a $200 value, this girth, and we're giving one of those away this month. So submit your entries uh, to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com for really bad ads all month long. And everybody's put in the pile, whether you make it to the show or not, whether your entry doesn't, you know, a lot of them don't make it because we can only do so many. So get your ads in this month to win one of those shoulder relief girths. TotalSaddleFit.com. All right, let's get started. We're starting with a long one here, but it's worth it. Jessica (laughs) Troop sent this one in. Uh, Is seeking or in search of in search of cowboy seeking horse. 
I'm not in the business of selling horses and don't want to be, so I'm willing to make a deal for a quick sale. Gorgeous Grula Quarter Horse Gelding. This horse gets attention with his zebra-striped legs. 14-2 or 14-3, perfect height for easy getting off and on if you're working or answering the call of nature. Sure-footed and sound, he is not spooky, but out on the trail, he tends to be a little humpy at first. He, he don't rodeo buck by any means, and most riders with confidence and experience will have no trouble staying in the saddle if they know to expect it. After he gets that out of his system, he crosses bridges, walks over logs, walks through creeks. He totes me around the house fine, and he actually has never pulled any stunts in the arena. But he gets a little tense and needs to get the kinks out when we go off on the trails. What does that mean, get the kinks out? I'll tell you right here. (laughs) Bottom line, I am too old and fat, and I don't want to deal with the shenanigans those first few minutes, no matter how pretty he is. Great for everyone except me the first five minutes of the trail. He won't jig, but you gotta have a good seat, because in those first five minutes, he's going to pull something. <laughs> if he bucks, that's good, because his bucks are small. He does, And he hasn't done any rodeo, rode, rodeoing. Thank you. It, it, it's kicking up, not bouncing. If he bolts, you can stop him as long as you didn't let him get the jump out from under you. So far, he has improved my seat and toned me up quite a bit. (laughs) I can sit his foolishness, but then it puts me in a bad mood the rest of the ride, and my husband is tired of me griping. Now, up until this point, didn't you think it was a guy? Uh, yes. I did, too. Not selling for a kid or a beginner horse. I'm just telling it like it is. This is a beautiful, attention-getting, great, sweet horse. But if you aren't a confident cowboy willing to ride out a couple of minutes of the horse version of Ricky Bobby, I'm on fire. Oh, my God. Help me. I'm going to die. I'm on fire. Fire! All right, you're not on fire. I knew it. You're lying. I'm fire. There is no fire. Come back here. But something looks wrong. I mean, he's running around like like he's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told Alabama is the place to find cowboys, so I'm crossing my fingers. I'm not going to put a price on this gelding because I know a horse is only worth what somebody's willing to pay. Now, after hearing all of this, what would you say? What was he worth? I I love the last sentence though this will be my money to buy my deadhead beer broke dream horse though so be fair (laughs) (laughs) twelve dollars yes five dollars i don't understand like it 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 doesn't it it doesn't really say what he does in the first five minutes. I think he ducks out from time, under you. I think he does point. that whole duck to the side <laughs> and you're on the ground. And those uh, are worse than bucks sometimes, you know, because they just, it's hard to ride the one that is good at ducking, right? Yes, uh, that was Jet. Every time we'd leave stabling to go down to dressage at a competition, I'd have to have somebody go with me because he would stop turn around and run back to the barn, but like do that shoulder duck thing uh, uh, shoulder is the duck. worst. And it, once the horse learns they can dump you on your butt or on your head that way, they got that figured out. Then they remember that. I, you know what I remember? Hold on to the front of the saddle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm walking down. Uh, yeah. That's when, the worst. When, when you read in an ad that if he bucks, that's a good thing and it's yeah. better than what he does do. That's maybe not. That's a $5 horse right there. You're yeah. lucky if he bucks. <laughs> he bucks. <laughs>
It's the first time in five years we've read, you're lucky if he bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't bad. And I didn't, uh, I love this. I've heard Alabama was the place to find cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, they don't have many in Texas, maybe? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I'd never think of like, man, this cowboy heavy. I want, I want to go meet me a cowboy. I'm going Alabama. to Alabama. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and we apologize to all the Alabama cowboys listening. Thank you. If you are an Alabama cowboy, I want to hear from you. <laughs> we just want to hear your accent if you're an Alabama cowboy. I'll, yeah. All well, right. You got the next couple. Uh, this is uh, from Nan. And this is in all capital letters with several exclamation points. Kids horse for sale, $900. Kids horse for sale, three-year-old liver chestnut mare, Welch size. Kids have lost interest and I'm tired of feeding her. (laughs) We'll consider trading for fruit trees. (laughs) That's a first. (laughs) Apparently, this person didn't need any guns. We're going right for the fruit trees. Well, consider (laughs) trading for fruit trees. You know, I've had, gosh, I've got all these potted fruit trees in my backyard, and I just, I really want a horse. (laughs) I wonder if anybody will trade. Oh my God, somebody will trade. (laughs) You know why your kids lost interest in your horse? It's because you bought them a three year old mare. Exactly. And you've probably had it for a while, so it was probably two when you got it. A 20-year-old would have been better. Green on green, baby. And then they just lost interest. (laughs) All right. The next one comes from Sienna. Attack Attack Goat and his sidekick. (laughs) I have a terrifying buff little pygmy weather and his pygmy buddy. Don't be fooled by this adorable fellow. He is mean. Oh, it's only $150. He's gone through months of training to be a guard animal, meaning my brother play fights with him daily. And now he will fight anyone, friend or foe, who enters his pen. If you're needing a good security system that includes the element of surprise, then this guy is your man. Because who's going to expect an attack goat? (laughs) He will not actually try to kill you. Most of his charging and rearing is bluffing. Grabbing his horns, by the way, only makes it worse, and it may cause him to smack you in the knee with them. (laughs) (laughs) I have raised livestock for years and understand that an animal like him is a liability, but uh, you may enjoy his treacherous ways and understand how to deal with him without either of us getting hurt or overly annoyed. His small size is what is saving him from the meat truck. (laughs) If you have use for a fierce guard animal, look no further. His sidekick is as sweet as can be, but the two are inseparable. (laughs) Price is $150 for the pair. No children, no elderly folk. He needs strong, young owners who will not be intimidated by him. The only reason for sale is just that I really don't need an attack coat. <laughs> I will keep him, though, if nobody else wants him. If you're having a mountain lion problem and you're at your farm, this might be the animal for you. You know, either way, it's a win. Yeah, right. Mountain lion eats <laughs> that's right. or the goat gets him. That's right. I never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> Well read. 
Julia sent the following one in. It's our trailer of the week. Oh, this That's thing, not a trailer. This is just sad. It's not even bad. It's just sad. It's a small stock trailer that needs a floor and needs sides. <laughs> it, it's pretty, like... What um, is it then? If it needs a floor and needs sides, it's pretty much not a trailer, right? It's pallets. It's it pallets. Like it is. pallets. It's a homemade a trailer. Wheelbase. It's made for goats. If you buy this trailer for 125 bucks, you can then go for 150 bucks and pick up the attack goat. It's perfect. I don't think that the goats will be able to stand in there. There's slats in the bottom they can fall. <laughs> and I don't think that particular attack goat would have any trouble destroying this trailer. It's yeah. all wood. It's a square box and uh and the grass is entirely grown up around. However, unlike most of our trailers, there is air in the tire. One tire. We're not sure about the other one. Um, I love what it, what it says. Uh, and it's not surprising. But do you want to read the their description of it? Oh, I did. And it, uh, oh, by the way, it doesn't come with tags either. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a stock trailer that needs a floor. Yes. Inside. <laughs> Not going to carry it's good much. For goats and hogs. No, it's not because yeah. there's no floor, no sides. <laughs> Jennifer <gasps> will post a picture of it. Yeah, as I said, that's just sad. Okay. Katie uh, sent the following win and hated horse. Boy, we got a theme today. This is in Dumas, Texas. Aww. Someone buy this horse before we kill each other. That's a real big <laughs> sales pitch right there. Hey, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Save me, please. He hates me, and the feeling has become very mutual. Illuminator Rebel is his name, a.k.a. Turbo. Currently goes by the name P.O.S. Oh. The horse is worth way more than a masking. I have good vibes, and band, I will send you both. Videos. Band? I have I've, good videos and band? Bad. Good videos and bad. I will send you both. Oh, okay, good. That's All right. Really poorly. Yeah. Written. He is ruining <laughs> my confidence. Come get POS, please. Oh, my God. How much would you pay for the horse that's trying to kill her and is a POS? When the first sentence is somebody buy this horse before we kill each, each other, other. Yes. I was just thinking like $800. $7,000. What? <laughs> He, but he's worth way more than that to somebody. Because the, maybe he's not going to try and kill the next person. Number one, they didn't even tell us what kind it is. It doesn't or matter. The age it, it, or it doesn't the matter. I'm guessing quarter horse by Illuminator Rebel, but uh, I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't matter. The horse is trying to kill her, and she wants it out now. If you say that we basically call it POS, piece of, then you're really not going to get seven grand. It's not a good sales point for a seven thousand dollar horse. No, I wouldn't even go look at that horse. No. <laughs> but that the says next... something, because Jamie will look at anything. anything. <laughs> All right, I will. All right. No, uh, it, no it would have to be under 1000 for Jamie to go look at it. That's true. 7000 is way out of my price <laughs> Way out range. of your price range. Who pays that for a horse? <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. You got the next one, I think. I don't I think this oh, one's yeah. Right. All right. Uh next one. Oh, it's an ad uh law for Craigslist. And it's uh sent in by Matt. And it's looking for a free horse. Looking for a free horse that need to be riddable and to be a friend for my horse. If you have a free horse, as soon as possible, please text. And he like all horse and pony, and my horse is not for sale. What? <laughs> I want your um, free horse, please. Oh, there is a free horse up above. We could get you a free horse, but he has a little issue. And uh, 
Maybe a goat. How about a goat? Goats are good companions for is horses. Is the goat riddable? Because if the goat's riddable, then this might be a good deal. Perfect. Match made in heaven. Yep. Wow. Uh, the, Kelly sent in the next one, Appaloosa Gelding. So uh, just so you guys know, also submitted this weekend, your name is in the running as Chelsea, Ellen, Stephanie, Lindsay, Stevie, Avery, Kim, Charlotte, Katie, and Josh. And you guys are all submitted. Uh, we're just running out of time. Uh, so Appaloosa Gelding, 13 years for $1,000. Wow. We did have a great gelding. Until we find out that Bugs like his white skin very much. And we bought Bo this spring and we rode him for a while until the mosquitoes came out. <laughs> then, after getting bit a lot, he bucked my wife off. <laughs> now Bo has to find a home that doesn't have so many bugs. Big puppy dog personality. We're using TriTech 4 on him for the bugs and he's fine now. He just still has some bumps on his undercarriage. <laughs> <laughs> the sheath we haven't been on him since the buck off episode four weeks ago only asking a thousand dollars because of the bug issue at the farm at the right farm that knows the issues of a white skinned horse he will be a great addition we'll trade for a smaller gated brown gelding <laughs> fly Poor spray guy. do they not sell fly spray at his at his tack shop mosquito halt this is tritech four it's, it's not for mosquitoes uh just get a mosquito halt or a fly sheet and <laughs> but you know what horse. his wife said that's it i'm not riding that horse ever again and that was well, it you, i yeah, fucked you know, me off once that horse is going <laughs> what you get for buying an appaloosa and i got news for this person too bugs like brown horses too yeah, uh, I, just, I was going to say that the worst yeah. in my whole place is che the chestnut. Yeah. they See, like everybody hates a chestnut. Yeah, they like brown <laughs> horses, too. You just I, don't hate them. They yeah, don't. just not the white ones. So, you know, the brown ones, too. Unreal. Yeah. Well, thanks to everybody for submitted. We didn't get anybody getting a double submission this week by recording their own ads. Oh, so you're yeah, all on my we, list. Yeah, we didn't get any recorded ads this week, did we? Well, maybe they'll they'll take care of that. Hey, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up for you on next week's shows. Uh, we have a lot Monday. We have a live report from the Pony Finals, and uh, we got this interview. Doctor Chang will be on Monday too. We always look forward to him coming. But Jamie, I didn't even tell you this we got the interview uh, that I, I did not think we were going to get we have mark bellissimo who is the managing partner of tryon coming on to talk this. about his, about the weg bid so i you we've been trying to get mark on for a long time about various things and this is the first time so that was a big get and we're looking forward to talking to him about the wag and you know they made that announcement last week that Tryon's putting on a bid so we get to ask him the tough questions on monday about whether they can handle it up and try on in north carolina so we're uh he's coming on monday that's amazing good job jennifer now that was me this time Oh, good job, Glenn. Sorry. Didn't I had to pull to some strings to get credit. that one done. So we're looking forward to hear what he says and whether this is a real possibility. Wouldn't that be exciting? It's right up the street. We have friends that go. live near there. We could stay at their house. Book your tickets, Jamie. 
Okay, sure. I'm coming. It's gonna be, it would be amazing. <laughs> 16 days. Can you get rid of the kid for 16 days? I'll do my best. All right, good. Well, you have I a fun weekend. Time. Have a good beach ride do, and all of that out there at California. Thank you. It's going to be fun. I'm sad it's the last day of this course, but at least I get to stay another week. And everybody, thanks for listening. And we appreciate it. And y'all have a great weekend, too. Ride your horse. Pay it to I'll oh, say. I did it again. I'm the wrong buttons today. I'm having a hard time. I'm ready to go watch the Olympics.